This week's support for the fine print with Attorney Jen Route comes from Thrivent Financial. For more than 100 years, Thrivent has offered financial guidance about saving, spending, and sharing. Thrivent helps more than 2.3 million member owners be wise with money through its broad range of products and services, including life insurance, annuities, and mutual funds. To learn more about what makes Thrivent unique, contact John Grolo, FIC Financial Associate, at 614-567-7141. And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Route. And welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me as always is my slightly judgy sidekick, Ben Always Edenthal. judgy. Always way judgy. Yeah, you're a little judgy. I am. Yeah. And who are you to say otherwise? Is just, that judgy? I don't know. I, I, I don't kinda, know that that's judgy. I, I didn't know what you were going to say ahead of time, so I just threw something at it. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, how's yeah. life? Oh, fine, fine. Busier than I can't even explain, but yeah, how about you? That's good, same. Yeah. We like that. Springtime, I think, you know? Yeah. It's the You know, the roses are in bloom, the birds are in flight, and people are spending money, which I'm not going to complain about. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. Real estate's still good. Yep. Shortage on the market, but you know, we're having yeah. fun. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Stuff. So, what are we talking about today? Well, also since it's spring and all sorts of fun stuff, we now have a new associate justice on the United States Supreme Court. Yes, I read about that. Uh, in fact, today this is Ooh. about as fresh a news as you can get. I think. Yes. On a podcast that is something that will theoretically live for perpetuity. So, True. Yes. So, so, so Neil Gorsuch. So when you're listening to this in the year 2045, this is the day that that actually happened. So Technically last night, but whatever. Well, right. So, you know, uh, or tomato, tomato. Yes. Potato, potato. Clearly we're recording this a day or two earlier than <laughs> we release it. But hey, Neil Gorsuch, new justice. Yep. So, um, that actually was a question sent in. What all, there's some confusion about the judicial branch. <laughs> I would say that is an understatement. Right. So the question we got was, how does this affect things? Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's a wide open question. All right. So, well, I mean, a few weeks ago, we talked about just like the Supreme Court and what they do and everything. Right. And but in this is, general. So. Right. I thought we'd talk a little bit more about um, some of the dynamics that go around choosing justices or judges in general, even in lower courts. Okay. Um, and why there's so much focus on judicial independence and while they're not allowed to say certain political views or issue views during campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, and you really have to look at a judge's record. So. Yeah. A lot of the debate that happens around choosing a justice for the Supreme Court is really looking at their history mm -hmm. um, and everything that they've done. So just to kind of recap before we get into it, there's three branches. <laughs> wow, we're going to basics on this one. Just saying. Here's how America works. <laughs> right. You know, the judicial branch is just one. Yes. That is made up of the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the United States. Yes. And then we go from lower courts there. There are federal and state courts. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States is over 
all of them, technically. Yes. Um, so, that is the branch that really is the checks and balances for both the legislative branch mm-hmm. and the executive branch. Okay. So, this is the one branch of the government that can basically slap either of the other branches' hands and say, no, stop that. Okay. Um. So that's why it's a big deal. Yes. The other big deal is that justices are appointed for life. Yes. So some of them have been on the court for a while. Well, um, in fact, I mean, Anthony Scalia, or Antonin Scalia uh, was on basically until the day he died. So, right. Yeah. Which was uh, late or well, mid last year, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Anthony Kennedy, uh, for instance, has been on since 1988. That's a long run. Yep. Um, Clarence Thomas since uh, 91 and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. They can retire too, I, I imagine. They can. Yeah. They can step down. But Although I don't think that's actually happened to my knowledge. No, it does. My limited basement. See, again. It happens, but wrong. you're only going to step down if your party is in control of the White House. Right. Right. So um, Ginsburg, for instance, she's the one that we... You hear a lot about retiring or stepping yeah. down. Her health isn't super fantastic. Um, because of that, there's this whole, during the election between Clinton and Trump, mm-hmm. there was the debate of, well, he could really end up having three justices. Yeah. yeah. Um, Depending on how long he's in office and everything right. like that. And Ginsburg and Thomas had been holding out to get out of Obama's tenure. So that's, you know, there's a game that gets played in that respect. Um, So it's a big deal to choose a justice. Um, They also have a locked-in salary. I think uh, I, I could be wrong on the exact numbers, but the chief justice... Makes about two hundred fifty-five thousand a year. Um, the associate justices are two hundred forty thousand a year. Hmm. Um, so that's generally, you know, what they're getting paid. Uh, it could have gone up in the last few years. I know that's fairly recent numbers. Cost um, of living and all that. You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the big thing that you'll hear debated and talked about is their history, what they're bringing to the court. Yeah. Because what we want to have is judicial independence. And it's because of this doctrine of judicial independence that we don't want them making campaign promises regarding certain issues. Sure. So you generally won't hear a justice ever say, I'm pro-life. Yeah. Or I am pro-death penalty. Right. Or I am, they all say they're hard on crime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be clear. The judges are hard on crime? I mean... <laughs> We're going to be hard on crime. <laughs> Their job is really to pre- protect the rights of individuals. They look at constitutional law um, as a lot of what they really look at. Okay. Um, but the judicial independence concept, which will be the main topic here, is really the freedom to make a decision on the law. Okay. The Constitution, rather than because voters want it. Or the pulse of the public mm-hmm. wants it. Yeah. Now that being said, <laughs> I think we can clearly look at history. Yeah. And see that over time, judges do move 
There's patterns of behavior. Right. Is that, yeah, pa- voting patterns, and it's right. pretty easy to determine. Right. For instance, Scalia, who we just mentioned, I mean, he was a very right-wing guy, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, it's, and it kind of came through in a lot of his... His decisions. And decisions, I guess. Right, but for instance, we have Brown versus Board of Education, one of the pivotal cases in the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. That came across at the right time, with the right circumstances. Yeah. Had another court heard that case 20 years earlier, mm-hmm. you would have had a different decision. Yeah. Um, so while it's not determined, their rulings are not determined by a public vote mm-hmm. because they're not worried about being voted out of office. Mm-hmm. You can see a progression yeah. of as the public is ready for a move or as the climate mm-hmm. requires a ruling. Yeah. I like to really think of it as the public climate requires the court to speak. Okay. They often punt. That, mm. That's my word, not, not theirs. Yeah. They'll say this is not ripe for decision. Right. And yeah. shoot it back down to a lower court. Or right. we are choosing not to decide this mm-hmm. at this time, essentially. Yeah, which is also a political move, but, you know, it's... It is, but sometimes it's just the timing's not right for that ruling. Yeah. Um, Or there's not enough argument to have been had. Right. If it's the first time a court's seen a major issue... They want to see what all the courts are having to say, and they want to bundle everything up into one nice package and then say, okay, these, there's something from all of the various district or circuit courts, and we're, right. we're looking to see, okay, here's what the nation is looking at. Right. Now let's examine the Constitution. Let's examine all of this other law that we've done over the years. And let's make a ruling. So in a sense, they're sort of basically saying, you guys do all the legwork for us and we'll eventually make the decision. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what judges do. <laughs> um, that's a really kind of simplified way, but. <laughs> that's why, my, that's that's my job on this podcast. Yeah, Jen. But, but that's, <laughs> and judges probably don't want to hear that. But our job as attorneys, whether you're arguing between the, before the Supreme Court. Do I get to be an attorney in this or just you? No, not you. Our job as My a, job. Okay, your job, job as an attorney. And My job as a professional asshole. Yes. So, yeah. Our job is to represent you. Ah, uh, the professional <laughs> asshole. Yes. Yes, in court cases. And then really through writing briefs and making arguments, it is a, an attorney's job to educate the court. Okay. So to educate the judges. Gotcha. When you argue before the Supreme Court or a court of appeals or even on the lower level trial court, you are arguing to show your side Mm -hmm. and to give them all the law and all the real reasons, whether that's legal, whether that's factual, whether that's political, all of the reasons that they should rule in your favor. Because judges don't go independently research things. Yeah. It's what you give them. Right. So a good attorney will spoon feed the court. Mm-hmm. And especially like a, uh, Justice Gorsuch has been in lots of courts for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he came from the 10th Circuit 
okay. Court of Appeals. That's my favorite circuit, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good, good circuit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're Sixth Circuit here in Ohio. I knew that. Okay. Jen. Yeah, sure you did. Um, <laughs> sixth Circuit all the way. But that means they, he's already been making decisions on legal issues of federal nature. So it's the next step up is the Supreme Court. Okay. Okay. When you're in the lower courts, like the trial courts, those are state and federal trial courts. That's the lowest level. Okay. Those judges may or may not have any experience with your topic. Mm-hmm. Most trial level judges come from a prosecutor or defense attorney background. Most of them are prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So they know criminal law, mm-hmm. which is great because that's what they do a lot of. Mm-hmm. So when you have a civil case... You need to educate them on the law. Okay. Same thing as you go up various courts. uh, You definitely have to educate on those issues. Mm -hmm. And then your justices rule and you go from there. Mm -hmm. But in order to guarantee that, Mm -hmm. there's always that judicial independence. There's really five principles that we talk about. Okay. Okay. That is decision independence, institutional independence, competent judges, adequate resources, and accountability. Those are the five. And if you think about this practically, it makes sense. So decisional independence, that means fair and impartial judges. Okay. That means they're not campaigning based on a certain platform. Mm -hmm. Even if they have that stance. Mm Mm-hmm. They're saying, I can set aside my personal views and judge this based on the law. Okay. I think you could see where that that could be hard to do. Yeah. But judges do it. That's literally the job. That's the job. Yeah. Yep. Um, And it's also without confusing what the voters want or, you know. Right. Following the public outcry or the news or whatever. Yeah. Second is institutional independence. Um, This is where the three branches come in. Mm -hmm. So executive branch, once the uh, Supreme Court comes down with a ruling, the executive branch can't just be like, nope, not going to have that. Right. Doesn't work that way. Right. The Congress legislative branch can pass a new law Mm -hmm. and it can shift things. Yeah. But then it can that law can be tested and then go back up to the judicial branch. Yep. So and this happened many times like it that. It does. Yeah. Right. And again, society changes. So yes. sometimes laws have to change. It's kind of like when we go through the dumb laws. Yeah. You know, a lot of those you can't spit in public or not to, <laughs> not more than three women may be in a house at any one time or whatever goofy right. laws. Okay, a lot of those are outdated. Yeah. They've gone by the wayside. They yeah. may still be on the books, technically, but yeah. they've gone by the wayside. Um, so that's important. Uh, competent judges. This is the big fight when a president appoints a judicial candidate. This is kind of the big fight in government in general, is <sighs> yes. competency. Are you yeah. competent? So we're looking at the merit. Okay. We're looking at, have they been members of the bar? Mm-hmm. So we talked about this last episode with yeah. how you become a member of the bar. You take the bar exam. Right. Well, in the federal case, we're having to go through federal bars as well. So 
So multiple bars that they have to go through to, mm-hmm. to wow. Right. So even now I'm a member I'm a member of the Ohio bar. Okay. I have also passed Southern De- District and Northern District Federal. So okay. I can practice in those two courts. Okay. If I would have a case go up on appeal in the federal, mm-hmm. I would have to apply to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals okay. for me to be allowed to argue there. Okay. And then you get admitted there. Okay. Then you get admitted. If you want to go to the Supreme Court, you have to get admitted there. Gotcha. So there's various levels. And basically what this is saying is, what's your experience? Right. It would cause concern Mm. to take a purely state justice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, say one of Ohio's Supreme Court justices Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden say, whoop, Supreme Court of the United States. Right. It's two different bodies of law. Yeah. It's not that they couldn't do it. Mm. It's just we now have a merit issue. Right. We have a question. Can they, are they enough experienced to be able to add this? Okay. Um, Plus, we want to see their um, legal experience in general. Have they written books? Are they, you know, are their opinions well written? Is there an average age of justices? No, because justices can last a long time. Right. don't really age out. They're just kind of there. Yeah. So, so the starting age is not like it's. Uh, there might be a requirement of like 50. Because the I think. president has to be 45. 45. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, justices, I'm sure, have some sort of requirement. Sure. I just yeah. don't know it off the top of my no, head. I mean, it's, well, I mean, it's like it's not like you can, you know, be a 25 year old and be like, <gasps> perfect judge. For the Supreme Court. That's, right. No, yeah. you, you need to start down at Muni Court. Yes. Or yeah. uh, Common Pleas, maybe. Yes. So when are you going to become a judge? No. No? Not no. your thing? Nope. Nope. I was offered an administrative law judgeship once. I was starting my law firm. Okay. Thing. I said no. I see. I don't know what that, that means exactly. That may have been a bad decision. We'll decide later. <laughs> well, we'll find out later, I right. guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Um, so other things, adequate resources. In order to have a judiciary that can make decisions independently, they need to ha- be able to fund themselves, mm-hmm. to not cut court hours, to not... Um, to basically be able to compensate themselves, to have the equipment and technology they need. Okay. Those kind of things. I worked in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> ah, Jackson. <laughs> there was one court down there, not in Jackson, neighboring county, that did not have indoor plumbing. <laughs> so. Oh, it's the Midwest. Yeah. Jurors. <laughs> everybody had to walk outside to another building to go to the bathroom. Wow. And the court was on the third floor. So you didn't just have to walk out like the first floor and go next. No, no, no. This is like stairs or an elevator ride across. (laughs) Okay. There's an elevator, but no indoor plumbing. Right. Elevator because it's ADA. Uh, Makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You have to have be able to access. Bathrooms aren't ADA. It was ADA, but they couldn't put them in the courthouse. So they had to. They're still accessible. They're ADA compliant bathrooms. You just have to go outside into another building. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Wow. But that would be an example of a court that's not well funded. Okay. 
And you could see where that could cause delays. Yeah, absolutely. Where that could cause some hardship Mm -hmm. on decisions and why things would be delayed. Yes. We don't want that. No. Especially in the Supreme Court. Right. These are the, generally speaking, some pretty smart cookies. Yeah. When you get up to that level. Right, right. Um, They've done a lot. Yes. And they need to be well-funded. They also need to have clerks that are properly paid for. And these are some of the brightest minds. Mm. Um, these are important people. They do a lot of work. Yeah. And they have huge impact. So we want to make sure they're funded. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah. Because um, you really don't want the judge trying to figure out how to fix a copier because they can't afford IT. <laughs> That's probably not the highest and best Although use of Although the time. mental image of a Supreme Court justice fixing a copier in his robe makes me very happy (laughs) yeah right uh the last factor of that judicial um independence really is the confidence of the citizens and sometimes that can feel lacking because Mm -hmm. citizens don't always understand the judiciary which is why we're talking about it today um and it's really important there is a whole list of things that we want our judges to do and we want them to do them well. Mm-hmm. And what most people don't realize is our judges are attorneys mm-hmm. and they can also be sanctioned by the bar. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while you have a judge do some naughty things and they get turned into the bar. Uh, they can be sanctioned. They can be removed by the bar. Uh, in our case, Supreme court of Ohio or, mm-hmm. Uh, United States Supreme Court can remove federal judges um, because at the end of the day, it's you're a member of the bar. And if you do naughty things, you will get your hand slapped. And the more naughty things you do, the more hand slapping there will be. And the harder the hand slaps will probably become, too. Right. And that includes criminal penalties. Um, The one that Hollywood loves to use is the, you know, dirty judge. The mm-hmm. judge accepting bribes. Right. I've not had the experience to see judges accepting bribes. So I how ha- many judges have you bribed, though? None. Okay. <laughs> Successfully or just in general? Just none. Okay. <laughs> Never even asked. Um, the one, I knew what the answer was there yes. before I asked the question. So. The one thing um, that I do find as a factor is being homered. So, this doesn't happen so much in federal court because it's federal court. Right. But if you're practicing law um, and you're not from the area Mm. and you're, you know, driving down to Podunk, USA Mm -hmm. from the big city, Mm -hmm. they may not like you down there. Yeah. They may not be helpful. Just like uh, 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 Doc Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Or Cars, which is exactly the same movie, just with talking cars. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. It literally is. <laughs> and I do find that often judges do give a touch of a preference, not on the issues, mm-hmm. but there's some leniency because the attorneys that practice before them all the time know their style. Mm-hmm. They know the things that judge likes. Yeah. If you're coming from the city and you don't know those things, yeah, they're going to look at you harshly. Yeah. So that's why, again, a job yeah. as a practicing attorney is to make sure you know the local rules. Mm-hmm. 
do your research on the judges. Yeah, that makes sense. Talk to people outside in the community. Yeah. What did they think of this guy? Yeah. And go from there. <laughs> now, I imagine it is probably bad form to try to talk to the judge ahead of time before a case. Correct. Yeah. Like not allowed. Bad, bad, bad. Right? Yeah. You're not allowed. Yeah. So if you are representing anybody in a case, you can't just have an ex that's called ex parte. Okay. So without the other party. Okay. Okay, that makes get, sense. You don't get to pull the judge aside and say, hey, judge. Let's go out for drinks. Right. Yeah. doesn't okay. work that way. You can't discuss a case. That makes sense. Um, unless there is a reason as prescribed by the rules mm -hmm. that you can have this conversation. Yeah. Um, magistrates, which are... Higher. Magical judges, right? Yes, yes. magical. <laughs> Some of them really are, actually. Yes. Um, Magistrates can do a little more of that mm -hmm. because if they get too involved in a case, they can hand the case off to a judge to try it. Mm -hmm. So it's often your magistrates who will really dig into the details and see if they can get a settlement. Yeah. Or we'll sit there and talk to the parties and say, you're being ridiculous. Which is really helpful sometimes. Yeah. To, to see a person in a robe telling you that's not going to work. Yeah. Very helpful for getting something settled. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, even if you as an attorney are saying, this is a really good offer. You need to take this. Mm -hmm. You need to take this. Sometimes clients don't always like to listen. What? Oh, what? Customers are always right, Jen. Uh, except when they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and when we call them clients. <laughs> clients who are paying you for counsel. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they don't want to listen to you. So having that judge-like figure say, mm -hmm. this is not going to go well for you. Yeah. It's very helpful. Yes, I imagine so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we like that. Um, Anything else about judges? Uh, you're the expert I here. think that covers most I'm of it. I'm the professional asshole, as we discussed earlier. We did discuss yes. that. Yeah. All right. So, big things. We, we want to focus on credentials yep. for judges. That's yep. what the, all the arguing and the filibustering was about. Yep. Over the weekend, I'm sure everyone loved it. <laughs> I'm sure you watched it, paid really close are attention. Tickled pink to watch more government stuff, right? Because so, yeah. it's really fun to watch one party filibuster against another. Yeah, yeah. Regardless yeah. of which direction it's going, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, nothing <laughs> like taking up as much time as you possibly can to prevent the other person from doing anything. Right, because that's functional. Yeah. That's how the government works. Right. Although if you saw Mr. Smith goes to Washington, hey, it makes a difference sometimes. In my mind's eye, that's how all filibustering works. There's impassioned speeches and people standing there until they fall down and pass out and they bring in bags of letters and the whole thing. I think that was, no, that was Miracle on 34th Street. I'm getting my movies confused. That, that's a big difference. <laughs> they were from Santa Claus. No, they were from Children to Santa Claus. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, fun times. Yes, good times. So, now we get to see what Mr. Justice Gorsuch shall do. Yeah. That's next on the agenda, I guess. Lo lots of big cases coming up this year. Should I'm sure. be interesting. Yep. So. Cool. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to your joke of the week. I'm sure it's, you know, insulting as ever. Uh, but as always, we have some housekeeping. 
If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, suggest topics, or even send messages. That's how we got this last topic to begin with. And thank you for that, by the way. Yes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney General out every week. Uh, we do have a new show coming out here in probably the next month or so called The Merton's Guide to Home Ownership, which uh, is about home ownership from everything from day one to day 10 billion because you are, you, when you there's buy a house, there's constantly an issue. There's always something. So it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting take on it because it kind of starts like, I'm thinking about buying a house and going through the process from that point forward. So all right. the different things. So uh, keep an eye, ear, I guess, eye out and ear out for that. But, um, and uh, you can also follow me on Box or on, on Facebook as well. Uh, and uh, I'm on Twitter at the Almighty Ben. Uh, I haven't been on there lately because I've been swamped, and Jen has not I'm been on there lately. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Yeah, that's what I'm full of. Yep. Um, but you're uh, judgy. Yes, I'm judgy. <laughs> I'm judgy. Uh, you could try to follow Jen on Twitter if you would like. Uh, but, but I'm you, not. You will likely fail. <laughs> so, Anyways, yeah. if you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we would appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And uh, finally, we would like to thank all of you, our listeners, uh, it is because of you that our podcast exists. Uh, in fact, I think this is episode 60 right now, so that's uh, that's pretty awesome. And uh, uh, is it? thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And thank you for sending in questions, too. That's awesome. We love that. We love answering questions for folks. So, yeah. Um, But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you like what you hear, remember sharing is caring. Maybe share it with some people who might get something out of it if there are people you've been listening to talking about some of the topics that we've discussed, like the Supreme court thing and all that other stuff. And you said, no, you know what? Actually I heard send them to uh, this episode might be a good resource for them. But, uh, uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Can't wait. Okay. Well, what is the difference between a, uh, family law lawyer and an onion? I don't know. People cry when they chop up onions. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure why that applies to family law specifically. I don't know. They're the ones that help with your divorces and fight for your kids' custody. Mm. I suppose if you're on the losing end of that, maybe. Mm, but that's true. Yeah, but I, Fact. <laughs> I, I just I just like that it's people cry when they chop up onions. I thought that, that made me chuckle. So yeah. anyway, well, until next week, I am Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.